Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Inside of our own minds, at least, at a minimum. He's got a hundred times more followers than I do, if I did the math right earlier. That's famous to me, uh, <laughs> relatively at least. <laughs> We're on a time crunch, so naturally I had a lot of tech issues, a.k.a. I don't know how to use my own computer that I've had for five years. I'm still figuring it out. But outside of this, Chris, I'm, I think I'm ready to go uh, time crunch be damned. We say time crunch. We're just trying to be adults. But uh, Chris, in that on that note, give me the give me the one minute version of how your life's going. Uh, life's going great. Uh, my parents are visiting tomorrow, and my two one two of my sisters and one of my nieces. And so I haven't seen my they have I haven't seen really my family in over a year since COVID started. So my family gets to meet my almost one year old child for the first time, uh, which is sad. Like I might actually cry tomorrow. <laughs> it, but Isaiah, you picked the wrong time to be born, kid. Uh, not his fault. Not his fault. His birthday is tomorrow as of this recording. Oh, are you serious? So Sunday? Well, so, yeah, Sunday. Okay. Yes. Personally identifiable information. Nobody write that down. Nobody write that down. <laughs> the, well, I'm glad they are making it up. And it kind of coincides nicely with the CDC came out with the big thing today. It's like, if you're vaxxed, you... They've got enough evidence gathered to say that vaccinated people are not uh, not common transmitters. So vaccinated people don't medically have to wear masks in businesses, yeah. obviously business by business. But that's kind of big news, like a light at the end of the tunnel thing. And I'm sure somebody will turn it into a conspiracy theory. But it's nice that your family's visit kind of lines up with that and your son's birthday. So it's a neat, a neat celebration. Somebody's turning. I already thought of it earlier. I was like, somebody... It's going to be like, well, they're just going to say that now so that the people that aren't vaccinated and didn't want to get vaccinated go get vaccinated just so they can take their mask off or some garbage like that. It'll it'll happen. Uh, sorry, oh, conspiracy theorists, I'm, I'm not on your side. I'm sorry. We're not very political. Here, but... me, we, we've had this conversation before. I just one friend on Facebook who always thought it was dumb. Uh, ever since I knew him in college, I thought. Does like, this person was, watch that, the podcast, that, Chris? No. Not that many people annoy me. There's there's a few select people that annoy me. He was one of them. But like I posted on Facebook one time of of Biden. It was like way before. It was like in November, maybe yeah, November of 2020, saying that like our pandemic response team has been like disbanded. Like we were not prepared for a pandemic. And I, and I wrote like, see, this is what you know people prepare for if they were, you know, actually trying to govern and everything not just disbanding things just because and he wrote don't you think this is fishy like no how would he <laughs> no i don't like <laughs> like how would he know that something like that would happen <laughs> like it's not funny but i'm just like because mm -hmm. people it's not funny but if you don't laugh prepare. at it you're just gonna commit murder so <laughs> and now it's premeditated because yeah. i said it out loud and we're recording <laughs> we gotta start this over uh I don't know. I don't ever know. I don't. I don't do well with uh, with that type of conflict. And on social media, even at the worst times, I'm I'm I would say pretty apolitical. But there's certain things like, all right, this is, that's that's far enough. You need to. I have I have a line somewhere, and oh. right now it's medical science. But uh, yeah. elections over uh, to medical science. But uh, no, doing doing great. Excellent. Uh, any videos coming up that we should know about? And be aware of. 
Nope, I need to get back on it though. I, I want to get back on it. Just time, adulting. Yeah. I uh, I always say it on here when I make videos, and I have made uh, been making like I'm gonna say two every three weeks, roughly that rate. And they're probably not of interest to anybody on this podcast, but they're out there. Always appreciate more feedback. The more I can get, the better. Um, and I try to improve on that. So I've got one out same day today. If you're listening to this today, whatever today is for you, it's already out. Go check it out. Give me some feedback if you're interested at all in video games. Um, Chris, podcast. Do you want to tell the tell about the podcast? Yes. So there's a couple of Avatar news. You know, we got we got some competition, Sean. Coming up. You know? <laughs> I didn't know what you mean. I was like, competition with who? <laughs> the arrow no chris those uh, guys are great we don't <laughs> this is probably the, the steepest podcast competition but you know i like good competition you know with podcasts you know maybe they'll invite us on their podcast oh no uh you know a new avatar podcast is coming Fingers out crossed a, in, in a very official the official avatar podcast uh which is definitely more official than the stupid youtube channel uh, <laughs> 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 uh, it will it will be hosted by Janet Varney, who is the voice of Korra, and Dante Bosco, who is the voice of Zuko. It is called Avatar Braving the Elements, which is it's a so-so name. Um, if it's a fine name, whatever. Just, like, it should have just been Avatar, the official Avatar last Avatar podcast. Or something the official like Avatar or, Last Airbender podcast. You know, better name is Avatar The Last Podcasters. Or even the great Avatar, the Great Divide. That's also a better name. I I agree with all the above. I like <laughs> I like our name a lot. Avatar, the last podcasters. Other than that, there is there are multiple other podcasts that have played on that last podcast type trope, right? Because there's too many podcasts out in the world, and people have been making them too long and way more than we have. So, uh, but ours shows up first alphabetically. So I'm glad we did it the way we nice. did. <laughs> Um, we got but, all okay. last podcast beat. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to this uh, podcast a lot. So Dante Basco and Jenna Varney will be reviewing episode by episode. We'll have some of the uh, behind-the-scenes people on, maybe a couple of voice actors. Uh, Michael Dante DiMartino shared it on Facebook and said he may be dropping on, which is like, a, yeah, he will be dropping on to the podcast. Should I respond to him? Oh, yeah, see you go on their podcast, but not, but not our, my podcast. You know why? Why is that? Sure, I'm not. I don't know you personally, but uh, it's it's been almost two years now, probably since I sent him a message on Instagram. We've had Still him on not... the slate right behind John Mulaney for at least two years. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to John Mulaney. He's going through a couple of stuff right now. I, hope I know. He's doing well. Tough. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. But he's getting divorced. He just got out of rehab, which I guess is a good thing. Um, I, but, I suppose uh, if it was uh, uh, out of rehab for the right way and not like he escaped, yeah. you know. <laughs> ah, we got one. <laughs> that sounds like a John Mulaney joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got out of rehab, you know, not not like, you know, escaped. Like, no, no, no. Like, like, I got like a doctor said, legit, I, could, you know. I, was, I was good to get out. That, that man <laughs> I also got out, also got out of my marriage, which was an escape. That was... But I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that Batman doctor came up to me and said, "You look different. You can go now." <laughs> the doctor's gone. The doctor's gone. Um, well, come on, John Mulaney, you can do it, buddy. We're pulling for you. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that podcast, and I will absolutely listen from day one, and I'll be the guy that comments on stuff. And, and maybe if we both comment 
every single week. Be like, come hang out on our podcast. Someday yeah. they'll give us a thumbs up and then not respond to uh, us. I did uh, ask Janet Varney once on Twitter, and she just hearted the 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 tweet. So uh, in Twitter language, there's a, there's that means a yes. <laughs> That's a binding agreement. <laughs> did I just hashtag? And I love those commercials. And was there another piece of news that came out this week? I don't just think a podcast. so. I think just a podcast. I might just be dreaming of more Avatar content now that like things like this happen, and then my dreams just make up more stuff. But um, okay, well let's let's go ahead and jump into this episode because we do yes. have to cover it uh, against our better judgment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't give anything away. Go ahead, and let's let's get through this episode. <laughs> okay, Night of a Thousand Stars. So it is the last finale of Bolin's um, Nut Tuck Movers, and he goes and visits Mako, which I hate this interaction between him and Mako, because he seems so stupidly aloof, and like, oh, well, you're in jail, and I gotta go to this movie premiere, and and uh, nobody believes you, type of... I mean, he doesn't say nobody believes you, he's just like, he doesn't believe him, he doesn't believe Mako about what Varric's been doing, and that really... Yeah, that really just annoys me. Manka's like never given him a reason to doubt at all. And people yeah. frame people all the time. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Um Southern the Southern uh, Rebels, is that next line? The text is smaller oh, yeah. than normal because so, I screwed everything up this week. So if Chris looks like he's straining. He's not going blind. It's not glaucoma, it's my my shoddy software work. Chris, your eyes look great though. You don't look sleepy at all. <laughs> I have a great vision. Anyway. Um, Southern Rebels. I only brag about certain things. I can ride a bike with no hands very, very well. I can uh, have great vision. And I'm a really great dad. And... Okay, so the bike and the dad makes sense because you have to put effort into those. You don't get to brag about something that you have no control nah. over. Oh, and also I'm great at sleeping. Like, great at sleeping. You can take a nap. Boom. I'm, I'm not, not convinced like... of the level of effort that goes into sleeping. I, I think that's kind of ironic. But I'll give you credit for more importantly being a killer dad. And I've never seen you ride a bike, but I trust you. Um, I hope you I just can, mean. I, a, make... I hope you mean a stationary bike. Like you're really good at just riding a stationary bike with no arms. Yeah. It sounds impossible. But I can do it. No, I can make. I can make like. Let's see. I can make about seventy degree angle turns Ooh. with no hand. That's saucy. Yeah. It's... Um, I, anyway. I would stick with the dad thing, and I'd yeah. take credit for having great vision. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I eat lots of carrots. Oh, and the other things I brag about is I've never drinking coffee. I've never did drugs. And uh, never bought a suit. I don't know, a couple of different things that I brag about in my life. Some important, some not so important. The suit one always cracks me up. Those are brag worthy. Those are Chris took effort as a human to do these persistently or not do these. I'll give you I'm those. considering bringing up coffee because oh, the three kid, third kid just uh, was like, maybe my life would be better if I drink coffee. Nah. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Bolin goes to the movie premiere, and they show the movie, and he also has a stupid thing with that girl who he thinks he's dating. But Bolin just seems so dumb. Like, there's they a certain level of stupid... 
there's a certain level of stupidity that is good, and then yeah, there there's definitely a line, and and the part of that line is thinking, not knowing the difference between acting and in real life. He feels far less. Usually, Bolin's relatable to me because we both have rocks for brains, but in this one, it feels it doesn't feel as as real or as well constructed hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he there's a ploy to kidnap the president and Bolin ends up fighting them, which is actually a pretty decent fight. I think I think it definitely has some highs. It's probably the highlight of the ep- one of the highlights of the episode. Um it has the backdrop of the mover that's happening at the same time. Which that's kinda interesting. Um but all in all, I just wasn't that interested in that part of the story. I like the fight with the the mover backdrop. That's that's kind of a neat touch that we don't see, and then also the the announcer guy who's in the audience, right? Yes, uh, yeah, there's good. just like fun little touches. That's about the 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 highlight, the high points of the episode for sure. Yeah. Um, is this the episode yeah. where they get off the boat and and Varric, or has this been a few episodes ago? They get off the boat and Varric's like, "Kid, being famous is like getting hit in the head with rocks every day." So- that was a, a lot of episodes ago. That was ago. a lot was of episodes like, ago. Uh, I do like that maybe, line. But... Maybe four. Oh, man. I'm way behind. Oh, that's because that's when they first... Okay, yep, yeah. I'm way off. <laughs> uh, his his big line in this one comes at the end there where he's like, uh, you can have my battleship with Julie. And they're like, you named your... <laughs> you named your battleship after your assistant? Yes, they're both... Ah, uh, I forgot what they said. <laughs> they're both cold, heartless... <laughs> I can't Monsters, remember something either, like but that. I know it's. I gotta look it up. I'm gonna find it now while you get on the next. Okay. I love Varric's um, dialogue. All of it. He is good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then there's a, another side story there where uh, Tana Rock is battling the the northern forces, um, but they're defeated by like dark spirits and stuff, and they're fairly doing fairly well until the, the dark spirits comes and attack them. Then there's a pretty good. Actually, I think there's a really good, which just comes more towards the end of the episode. But I'll go ahead and talk about it. There's a pretty good Tana Rock versus Unalak fight, uh, which I would have liked to be built up a lot more because this is kind of, I don't know, at the heart of of this story is. I wish it would have made it more about um, them too. Maybe I just didn't like this episode all that much. Not to uh, <laughs> give away my ratings. But um, that was the bright part of the episode, I think, was that fight between Tan Rock and Unalak. Uh, you know, brother. It's always cool to see brothers fight. And I just felt like it. More emphasis on that would have been a lot better. I don't think anybody is gonna be too hard or too surprised at our at our ratings on this one. Not giving away too much too early, but I don't think that anybody's gonna. Uh, let's see. Oh, so then. President Cora finally. Oh, Cora finally talks to President Raiko, and uh, and she's saying like Unalak is he isn't just trying to take over the South; he's trying to destroy the whole world. And Raiko believes her this time, but he still doesn't want to help her out because he's like, if you're right, then we need to protect Republic City. So he doesn't give her the naval forces that she needs, uh, which I don't. Hate President Rico for that decision. That seems I mean, standard political fare. I can get on board yeah. with that. I mean, I guess you darned if you do, darned if you don't type situation. So I don't fault him for it. I mean, he should have been more 
helpful up front, but whatever. Uh, and then, <laughs> then Mako's released, and uh, this one, had... he also has the line in this one. Wait, is this the wrong? Am I on the wrong episode? Uh, where he's in prison with Julie. That's that's not happened yet. That's in this episode. Next episode, where he's like, I don't go anywhere without her. <laughs> no, that's in this episode. Oh, that is in this episode. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I don't go anywhere without my assistant. <laughs> that's in this one, too. Sorry, off yeah. topic. <laughs> well, on top. Uh, yeah, so they... Uh, let's see. Mako gets released, and then they have, like, a... They, they do a nice little cheer for Mako. Like, Bolin first goes in there, and he's... Honestly, not, I don't think he's giving Mako enough credit, because he's like... Mako, like, you were bright. Like, you know, hey, we defeated Varric. Yeah, well, really, it was me. You know, you didn't do that much. But, so, I don't know, it just kind of diminishes Mako. Luckily, when Mako returns to everybody, everyone gives him, like, a round of applause. It sort of feels like a little too late to whatever the saying is. What is the saying? Too, too little, too late? Too little, too late. And it doesn't feel very apologetic to me. It doesn't feel very genuine. It does. It's not like Mako. We're all so sorry Marco, that like... we screwed up, and you ended up in prison, <laughs> and then we almost died, and we're sorry for all those things. It was more like Mako was right, like a charming, like a <laughs> children's story or something. Where you're, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. I found the line, and it's they're both they're both cold, cold, heartless war machines. <laughs> yes, cold, heartless war machines. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, I think the maybe the second time I saw, I think I, I I remembered this line wrong. I thought he was saying like, "No, I named my assistant after my battleship." Yeah, you kind of want him to say that, and you're like, "That's not possible," and you're like, "Well, it's not possible." Like that, that's too mean. That's too. That would be too mean if you made your assistant like change her name to match your battleship. That would be amazing. Or Julie is the name of the position. Like, you're not applying to be an assistant. You're applying to be Julie, and you have to play that role forever. Uh, and for the record, uh, and I know that Chris will be disappointed in me, but I couldn't help it. I basically binged through the rest of Cora Elastic because I just give it away too much, but the next seasons do a much better job. It just really did, and I just kept going and going yeah. and going. And Varric's dialogue uh, just gets better. I don't know that the character necessarily gets a ton better. I think it does up for debate, but his dialogue and involvement just gets better. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, we were yeah, we we're talking a little bit about this, about how in later seasons he's far more of a ingenuitive thinker, like Tony Stark esque, but without the charisma, without the actual uh physical abilities. <laughs> Just the brains, essentially. Just, he becomes less businessman and and more mad scientist in a weird way. But yeah, yes. when he's when he's describing conscience because he doesn't know what his conscience is and he's describing it, <laughs> yeah. I like I was like falling out of my chair laughing. Heather came to see what was wrong with me. That's great. There's all these voices in my head, and I'm starting to care about other people. Don't listen to those voices. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't know who these voices are. <laughs> Forget those voices. <laughs> I'll do whatever you say. Oh my gosh, I was almost crying. I'd forgotten all about it, but yeah, he gets better and he grows. I already liked him a lot. He grows on me. My my favorite line, I think, in it is uh, in I think it's season three when they meet him 
is they're like, you framed Maka and you blew up a building. It's like, it was my building. A man has a right to blow up his own building. building. (laughs) And you were in prison. Uh, What did they say? And you broke out of prison. I did not break out of prison. The universe set me free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's killing me. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't I always forget the name, guy's name who you want is like your casting call for uh for Varric in a live action movie. Uh, Derek. Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, Jason Manzukis. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. The only issue I have is that I really want it to be Varric's voice. Like I don't want Varric's voice to change. So I wish that guy, whoever that voice actor is, <laughs> would just be Varric. I have no idea who it is or what he looks like, but uh, he's, he's like a. a very white guy <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't work damn it would not work. well he sounds like a very white 80s businessman so it... yeah but no i would i would love if jace manzoukas did very, like just those lines and just just the way that he goes off on these random tangents and how he's he's there at, at sometimes but then he's not there <laughs> but i've been watching a lot of brooklyn 99 lately and he's he's great in that. That's I think he's I think my favorite. Oh, between that it's and that good... guy. Oh god, I didn't know it was him. The the community guy, the professor. Yeah. What's his name? Seize the day winger. That guy. Yeah, it's Carpe Diem. Carpe Diem. Oh, I didn't know it was him. That's awesome. That's a yeah. that's a big name. He could he <laughs> could do it. Like he's a good enough actor and not just voice acting. I know it's white lashing, but <laughs> sorry, he can't do. There could be funny. a uh, white him... character in there. There could be one. Like, come on. What was it? He and the actress for uh, Lin Beifong, they were at a Comic-Con with the other voice actors, and they were talking about, like, what would happen if, if Varric and Lin hooked up? And, <laughs> and it was just like, it was just like some funny interactions between all of them. But... The, ooh. Um, no, I had no idea it was that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So Corey the, the lady who the lady who voices Lynn, if you want to know, is the lady who voices. Uh, have you watched Austin Power movies? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Frau. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, could I would not have put those together. I remember mm-hmm. you've told me before, and I remember uh, Kuvir is uh, Robin Williams' daughter, whose name I should yep. know. You do you not know her name? I know I'm supposed to. Give me a second. Okay. Don't know. Don't look it up though. You gotta think. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember though. I know I'm supposed to. I can't like. Yes. It is uh, based off of a. Uh, this is almost a too easy clue. It's based off a of video game. Zelda. Zelda yes. Williams. Because of the commercials and okay, I'm with you now. That was. I don't know how else you make that hint. Like, I don't know how you soften that hint though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so where are we at here? Okay. Corin so Tenzin. I don't even remember why I made that note. Corin Tenzin, make up and apologize, or I don't nah, remember I what that note previous. That was on previous episode. They definitely they... do something together here. I just don't remember what it is. They oh, they drop Janor. They go back to the temples, and uh, <clears throat> and they talk about how they're gonna get Varric. Not get Varric. Get Unalak. And uh, Pema is really worried about Janor. That's, That's right. Um, but they um, are they looking for like spiritual energy hotspots? No, that was in a previous. Dang it! 
episode. Can't remember. Yeah. So you watched? Yeah, you watched so far. I know. I went too much. No. I overdid it. I ruined everything. Uh, honestly, yeah. I'll probably just rewatch things as we go back through. <laughs> um, I enjoy. Uh, it. Ah, that's fine. Uh, okay, so then by the end of the episode, Team Avatar is back and they're reunited, which is good because honestly, them being so separated kind of made the this season I think lose a little bit of focus. Um, and uh, and so like yeah, so Team Avatar now is all back. They all have kind of one purpose, one goal, and they go back to Varric because they think they can get ships from him, and he tells them, "Yeah, you can go to my ship. You can have a battleship and everything." Cold, heartless war machine. Yeah. Um, there's something of note towards the end between everybody. Oh, um, Cora, because Cora lost her memory, she didn't. She hasn't regained it fully yet, and so she doesn't remember her breaking up with Mako. And then uh, they, yeah. she jumps into Mako's arms. Just some high school romantic him. drama yeah, crap. And then, uh, but at that point, Mako and Asami got back together, but Cora doesn't even remember them breaking up well she remembers she doesn't remember Cora and Mako breaking up and then Mako is like so you're not mad at me and Cora's like well, I'm mad at you he's like we had a fight before you left and she's like I honestly don't remember anything was it a big fight <laughs> and okay, I hate the high school drama stuff but I find it's funny he's just like and everybody's looking at him like oh crap Mako well, they like pan to Asami, right? She's got the death glare on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was Mako, I don't, I don't know what you say in this time, honestly. Like you're, you, you're not. You either distract the avatar. Oh, I, I'm a delay person. I'm like, let's talk about it later. You know what I mean? Like that's my, that's my yeah, go-to just, in all of life's problems. But just him saying, "Hey, we should talk about this later." Deal is gonna say a lot to to Cora. She'll be like, "Wait, what do we like?" Imagine your wife went to you and was like, "We need to talk later." No matter what it is, it's on your mind. Why well, gotta <laughs> turn these logical examples? <laughs> wife or like boss? Like, maybe it could be the same thing. Why, wait, why do we have to talk later? What what is oh, what is this? What did I? And I come later, and it's like, "Would you make dinner this evening?" It's like, oh, thank God, because yeah. you're in trouble. Oh no. <laughs> Um, no yeah, one likes so, to hear so. that the worst the worst words in any relationship is the four le- four worded phrase we need to talk is <laughs> nothing good's from we need to talk. I think I'm not usually the one in our relationship that says it, but it's always uh, it's always a less serious and b way more words to say what you're saying. It's always way way more words because I don't know how we to need to talk about what we're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> hey, if you have a minute, I was like wondering if maybe you and I could sit down, we could have a nice chat about this over some beverages. and <laughs> That's my approach. Um, well, that's the episode. Let's go ahead and jump to the, the, uh, the big reveal. All right. So audio visual seven and a half. Um, there's two highlights here. There was the, I think the, Bowling with the mover stuff going on, which I thought was good. And then at the end there, here's the fight between Unalak and Tonarok, which I would have really loved if that focused on that. Like, I don't need it to the sibling levels of Azula, Zuko, Agony Kai, but I just wanted to feel like it has more personal stakes. Like, this is their relationship that's on the line. His brother is losing his humanity slowly earlier, or, you know, gradually and more gradually. Um, 
I, I wish they would have done that a whole lot. I wish they would have done that whole kind of story element a little bit better this season. Mm-hmm. It could have made for a better fight. This That fight could have been the focal point of this episode and not the Bolin mover things. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm sure that the creators really had fun doing that. So that's good for them because, you know, you like to get some uh, some good, I don't know, feelings out of, out of your art. Yeah, but, I mean, anyway. and it's... It's not ideal, but by and large, kind of harmless, I suppose. So yeah. yeah. So audio gave a seven and a half. Story I gave a six. <laughs> I do. I did not care for the mover stuff, the bowling stuff that nobody believed in Mako until they hundred percent absolutely knew. <laughs> until a person said Varric hired me, type of deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't didn't like that aspect of it at all. And then I thought the you know Mitch just mentioned before. The um, Unalak Tanarak aspect of it should have given should be given more attention. Mm. For memorable, gave it a sits. I don't need to watch this episode to enjoy this season, <laughs> and <laughs> it probably makes my enjoyment of the season less. Uh, this is this might be this might be my least favorite episode of this of season. All of Legend. Of all of Legend of Korra. No, Remembrances is worse. Don't try to brush it up. Mm, mm, yes, okay. it is. <laughs> Stop it. But, but like, I at least respect Remembrances because... You, you respect the context of <laughs> Remembrances. And I do, too. I think the back. if I didn't know the backstory, it would be way worse. But as an episode yeah. by itself... That's fair. But the context behind Remembrances is, is is beautiful, really. It's very Avatar esque in its own right. So I, I, I mean, I, yeah. get it. I watched that out of respect. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a reminder of like, hey, there's really humans that are behind this stuff that have jobs and livelihoods and such. Uh, yeah, six and a half. That's that's not a not a big winner. Um, I was a little more generous in mine. I hope I can kind of remember my thought process because it's been a while. Uh, audiovisual, I gave an eight. Uh, I have no issues with anything audiovisual in here, and the fight scene I do think is kind of a nice touch. Uh, I like the announcer guy in the audience, and I like fighting in front of the mover screen. That's all kind of fun. Um, no qualms. Story, uh, I don't like romantic drama at all. Uh, Bolin's dumb. I also don't. I I like that Bolin is a mover star, but I don't care to see much of his mover star. Death? I, I like that too. I like that Bolin. <laughs> I like that as a character trader, Bolin, he has no idea what he wants to do with his life. <laughs> like, he started off pro bending, then he went to be a mover. And then, for a short time in the comic books, he was a cop with Mako. Oh, then he worked with Kuvira. Like, he, to me, that's a good, like, character trait of him. Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to do it big. I'm going to go topical humor here. He is Tim Tebow, is what he is. He's Tim Tebow. <laughs> Uh, he. No, I, I, I'm totally fine that he has a mover star and that comes back and that's very handy. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I that's love this. Beautiful. When it comes up on my TV. He says a Roku, right? Uh, no, I think it's just. Uh, yeah, it was just. It's not Roku. I was just on Netflix. Yeah, because oh, I'm not you're on just Roku lingering right now. on Netflix. Okay, well maybe that's yeah. the difference. My, my, my TVs just shut off if I let them sit. They are Fire TVs. Um, no, so I, I'm happy that Bolin's a mover star and he's interesting and that's like a good fit for him in, in what you've described. And, but uh, I don't need to see any of that. It's, it's, or at least they don't do... It's not very interesting, I guess. So, sorry, maybe could have gone lower, but whatever. It's harmless, I guess. Memorable, I did a 7. 
I could have maybe gone just a smidge. Like, if I go back, I would maybe brush that up a little bit because I like some of the Varric moments, um, yeah. or at least they're very memorable to me. Again, I like the big fight. Um, there's a couple things that really stick out to me, uh, but you know, I put a seven there, and that's what I got. And it's not the most memorable for the grand plot or anything like that. It's just those little sort of things I'm picking out. So, you know, maybe that's the right place for it. So that came out as a 6.9, which is also not great. Um, if you're good at math, you could probably guess that makes a 6.7. And I believe, I believe our lowest rated Cora episode so far. Mm, wow. Um, okay. On the Cora side. Um, but I, over, I don't know. When I'm watching it, it's, there's, I think it's not all bad, but they're just a big enough chunk of it that is actively unappealing to me. Like it's not just totally inoffensive or forgettable. Yeah. Or anything. It, there are certain parts that are actively offensive or, or unlikable. Yeah. But we get some good Varric lines, so I'll watch it for some Varric lines. I gotta be, I never would remember by titles. I don't have a memory for titles like you do. So if I'm watching through a season, chances are I'm just watching. I'm not going to skip. I don't have a daughter that remembers things really well and that remembers exactly what episode she's going to jump to next. Uh, So until I have that in my life, I will just watch things ignorantly and obliviously. But I do think that might be, this might be the last episode that I very much, that I just dislike of season two, which means it's the last episode that I, I dislike at all besides i don't dislike remembrances i'd rather watch this episode than remembrances but I, yeah i don't i don't, know, I don't dislike it remembrances some... just is what yeah, it is um uh, i would say that i like that the remaining episodes of book two better but just because of my kind of disdain for the whole storyline not disdain that's too strong a word less uh lesser attraction to the whole storyline yeah. they're they're not my favorite and now that i've watched three and four and it's kind of reiterated those feelings Mm. Um, three, and f- I love three. Three. It took me a while to like really love four. I think, but three out of the gate, I was like, "Holy crap! This is gonna be a a good season." Like, it, it's almost like a huge tonal, just a huge shift from it is. from this book. Well, you said it right out of the gate. Like they hook you in three. They hook you immediately like i'm trying to think back to two is like the first three episodes were <laughs> nothing and then i don't know i was like episode three at the end when they come back to the yeah to, to the pole and and finally something seems like it's gonna happen but i don't but three they hook you right out of the gate um when i was watching three all i could think of like the only nitpick i could come from three is like a season as it feels like there's a few more what i'm gonna call plot conveniences um uh, but I I don't care at all. I loved it. Uh, loved it, loved it. So excited to get to those. More excited than the end of two, but it's okay. <laughs> no offense, end of two. You're you're fine, or at least we'll talk about how fine or not fine you are in coming weeks, like next week, when we will be back uh, covering episode 12, which has a title that I don't remember right now. I'm sure it's a lovely title. <laughs> I don't know the title. Of I don't remember either. <laughs> um, it's probably very important. How many ep- is there? Thirteen or fourteen episodes in season two? Uh, twelve in each one, except for. Oh, I'm sorry. 14. No, this one got at least. Wait, thir- it has at least thirteen. I did not know the seasons were this different. Book one is twelve episodes. Book two is fourteen. 
episodes. Book three is 13 episodes. Book four is 13 episodes. I was thinking this According one was 14 because to... I felt like we had, two, like if we recorded back-to-backs tonight and then back-to-backs the next time we would be done and now we will be off a bit, but yeah. That's... Yeah. But okay. Next so... episode is Harmonic Convergence. Yay. So pretty huge. <laughs> it's a big deal in their minds. That's good. That's good. Um, and I'm, I'm making a big deal out of it, but they're we only got yeah, we only good. got three more episodes to go. They're good this season. And then we'll get to three. And three is like I said, three gets you right out of the gate, gets you all jacked up. Leaves you asking questions the whole time. Yeah. I'm excited. But anyway, um we we hope you did not mind our, our slight briefness uh this evening. Um uh, but if there is an episode to be pretty brief about, it's probably this one. And that's totally fine. This was Legend of Korra, Book 2, Spirits, Chapter 11, Night of a Thousand Stars. We will be back next week again with just another normal episode, I think. I don't think there's any holidays coming up till Father's Day. We've already ranked the dads. We'll think of something else for for Father's Day. wonder what. We'll bring back up the who's, who is, uh, who's Lynn's father or something like that. We'll go back to that one in podcast format. You covered it in thoughtful video format well, what about <laughs> what about we could yeah we could debate the yeah yeah oh i like merits that. or whatever that's good um but anyway standard episode next time chapter 12 should be a good one uh thank you so much for watching my name's sean that's chris ford aka the objective geek i pointed down he's not down he's up there go check him out on youtube and twitter um and check us out on twitter instagram at last underscore podcasters or facebook.com slash avatar the last podcasters and we really appreciate you guys listening come come check out next week peace